Welcome to our session this afternoon, Lizzie. And it's so kind of you. We really appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Uh, we know that you have done a lot of work in terms of developing and raising the profile of PSHE education in your school. In terms of uh, the needs of your students, because because obviously our focus is around special educational needs and the you know the bespoke needs of our pupils in terms of PSHE learning and understanding. Could you give us a little bit of background about the needs of your students and maybe uh, a bit about the, the challenges, but more importantly the opportunities as well that that that's really giving you, you know, and how all of this is really informing your PSHE curriculum. Yeah, so we're, we're a secondary setting for boys with SEMH needs. We have got a kind of a wide range of needs in this school um, from autism, we've got ADHD, um, students who have got like a traumatic background. Um, so all students in the school have got an EHCP. Um, but as I say, it's a really wide variety. Um, so it's it's definitely tricky trying to cater for every single type of student um even in one class you can have five or six different needs um on you know any given day um yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot to consider isn't there um and in terms of the students themselves what kinds of challenges do you think they face you know in their daily lives and possibly, you know, what they might face in the future as well, but particularly in their daily lives. We have got a number of students who are from a kind of poorer socioeconomic background. So, you know, especially with the cost of living crisis at the moment, they are struggling to buy things like uniform, they're struggling to buy food, all of those sorts of things. So, you know, it's just... And I think everybody across the school, not just those who are from kind of a poorer background, they are struggling in general at the moment. Um, You know, petrol getting to and from school, parents are less able to bring them to school and take them home from school because some of them will live, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes away. Um, And that's a long way to drive each day. So they're missing out on days um, when purely just because they can't afford the petrol. Yeah. Um, So there are gaps there. Yes. Things that, you know, is not, is not any fault of their own um but they do really struggle for it yes and in the social interaction sort of way the the sorts of challenges in terms of you know their aspirations you know how others relate to them so again there's a wide range so we've got students who you know are less likely to go and interact with their peers socially um, and would much prefer to you know chat with a teacher or a member of the pastoral team and then we've got boys who are at risk in the local community of uh, county lines um of you know all those sorts of things so we have got real real like night and day um of the way that the boys interact with each other and those being all together in the same setting can definitely present its challenges because all of our students are vulnerable. Yes. Um, And it's the way that they interact with each other. We have to be, you know, really watchful of because, you know, all it takes is for a couple of minutes and then 
yeah, it can all can all kick off. And yeah, never being prepared to be flexible with what you're asking them to do. Yes. Because if they come in and they've just been sent off at football, there is no way they're going to sit down and let you teach them for 45 minutes. You need to be ready to give them that time to get their head around what's just happened before you start asking them to do something else. Yeah. Um, And as you can imagine, there are many challenges there in terms of kind of behaviour and engagement. But... You know, the boys have lots of different views and on the whole, they're really good at sharing those with each other. Um, Not necessarily in the way you might anticipate, but um, it is really useful to get a conversation going. Um, And in terms of opportunities, last year we actually used the PSHE Association resource on on gathering pupil views. Um, And we used that to kind of inform us on what the students wanted from PSHE Um, but we also used it to help them understand what the point of PSHE is Um, because you know they'd kind of come in and be like I don't really know what the point of this is I can't really be bothered Um, so we used that in conjunction with the lesson that I had done to kind of show them why we're doing it Um, and that has then informed our curriculum for this year so everything that they have chosen um, is now in our curriculum at one point or another. And and that's brilliant, in, you know, because we often think about enabling our, our students to, you know, access particular topics and get that underpinning knowledge and understanding about it. But you've gone right to the heart of things. You know, what's the point of this in the first place? If we're going to engage them, we are, that's such a useful step to take. Absolutely, yeah. And what kinds of things, just you said, you know, that really helped to engage them using the gathering pupil voice. What kinds of things did they raise? Um, So the biggest one that we had actually was money um, and learning about budgeting, learning about credit cards, financing, mortgages, um, because they're all really concerned with when they leave school, how they're going to be able to manage their own money. And that's the kind of current climate. That's understandable, isn't it, that that would be, you know, a a prime concern for them particularly. Yeah, definitely. That and they all want a Ferrari each. So (laughs) they need to work out how to afford that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's as well intertwining with their aspirations, isn't it? So it's kind of as you do so well, you know, connecting again with, you know, where they want to be, what they want to do, what their aspirations are, what they want for their future lives. Um, And that's all linked with the purpose of of PSHE as Mm -hmm. well. So I think that's a wonderful way in for your learners. uh, And um, I'm sure other PSHE leads in special school settings will find that really useful. You bring so much enthusiasm and inspiration to your role. Um, I was just wondering about the sorts of approaches that you've used to improve the quality, as you perceive it, of, of PSHE education in your school. What's worked well and, and what maybe hasn't been as successful? So, I've basically, I've made big use of the student feedback. And the real thing for me is being able to say kind of you decided when you did this survey that this is what you wanted to look at. Um, and they've really, really responded to that. Um, and again, as I say, I've made a real effort in discussing 
what the point of PSHE is. Um, so every year group at the end of last term had a kind of what's the point of PSHE? Because as far as they were concerned, which I didn't realise until we had this discussion, was that as far as they were concerned, PSHE was CPR and it was sex education. Um, <laughs> and that is all they learned about in PSHE um, is what they told me. I'm so, sure there is a connection in there somewhere, but we won't go there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've really discussed it. And then as they've all come back for their lessons this week, um, every year group again has a beginning lesson of why we're studying PSHE this year, um, showing them the focus for this half term, the different subheadings that they're going to be looking at um, and explaining to them how those lessons are going to work. Um, I've also implemented for, again, all year groups, um, booklets. So they uh, the booklets are all planned for the half term so they can see what they've got coming up and they can see what they've had so they can continue making those links and they quite like that as well when they were flicking through each day and we're looking at all the things they're going to be doing um, and getting quite excited about that which I wasn't necessarily anticipating um but yeah, the biggest thing is that they've got the input in what they're going to be learning. They've told me what they want to learn and I've put that in place for them. Um, and with the lessons on the kind of the point of it, they can now link it to how it's going to help them um, and why it matters for them, not just because I want to stand in front of a room and talk at them for 45 minutes, but because it's going to help them once they leave school, as they're growing up, you know, um, and that has been kind of the biggest thing for me is that they can see how it relates to themselves. So they've made that personal connection. Absolutely. Yeah. With the subject. What could you tell us a little bit more about what's in the booklet, Lizzie? Um, so, well, the way our school works is we have kind of a set menu if you like for lessons so they will have what's called a do now task for when they come in so they can have their booklet open it up find the do now task and they get straight on and do that and it's just like something like um today it was what does pshe for what do you think pshe stands for um so they had five minutes to do that while everyone's coming in and sitting down um and then we went through that together or it'll be things like list five ways that you can help yourself have a balanced lifestyle or just something like that. So something quick and easy to get them going. And then we break it down into activities. So um, they'll have like two or three activities depending on the session. And then obviously we'll have a plenary at the end. Um, so each booklet has got their do now with their title and everything um, by it. And then it has got the activities in the booklet. So they can read it so if they don't necessarily want to put their hand up and say Lizzie what's going on it's all there for them in the booklet um so they can literally just look at it and if they want to crack on while one of the others is trying to you know distract or do something else they can just get on and do it and it's all there for them um and yeah it seems to be working we've used them last term and obviously we're going into this year now using them it seems to be working quite well actually um and lots of them have expressed to me that they like being able to see what's coming up and they like being able to flip back and see so they can link things together um especially as we are now having two lessons on pshe a week um so we've gone up from one to two and so each kind of sub 
topic that we're doing they're going to have two lessons on so next week we're doing the zones of regulation they're going to have one lesson on what is the zones of regulation and then the next lesson on how to build their own sort of toolkit on how they can help themselves using the zones so they like to be able to flick backwards and forwards between them as well and it's very practical as well that you know seeing that sort of timeline the before and where it's going to is really empowering as well. What kind of made you hit upon taking that approach? Um, I think, well, <laughs> to begin with, when I first started at this school, they weren't necessarily using workbooks. It was kind of they were just being given the worksheets each week. Um, and it was a bit of an organisational nightmare. Um because things would just get lost. Um, so I like the idea of the booklet because if, or certainly in my case, if I give them an exercise book, they're like, oh, there's going to be loads of writing in this. I don't want to do this. Um, whereas if I give them the booklet, there is writing, but it's in short sections yes. um, and split up with the subheading of the next activity and the next activity. So um, they don't necessarily realise how much they're writing um, and they're writing the same amount as they would if they were doing it in an exercise book. Um, but because it looks like it's in a booklet, an activity booklet, it doesn't necessarily have the same, oh my goodness, I'm not writing, you can't make me impact that it was having beforehand. Yeah, wonderful. And that sense of progress as well, just thinking about how we can capture progress in mm -hmm. PSH, which is not as particularly easy. Um, it really lends itself to that, that format, doesn't it? And, and then that, you know, the students themselves being able to see what progress they made as, as time goes on, they can flick back. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, you know, whether it's, I used to think that, or I used to believe that, or now I've changed my mind. Mm -hmm. um, that's really underpinning all their personal development as well. Um, just thinking about, um, you know, the sorts of resources you mentioned, the gathering pupil voice um, resource. Is there anything else in terms of the PSHE Association resources that you've dipped into or maybe just, you know, adapted to suit your students or you maybe intend to? Yeah, I mean, I have used quite a few of the PowerPoints on there that I've had to, well, obviously I've had to adapt for my setting. Um, I had that one, the one-to-one -one session with you with um, about assessment, which was really useful because I was able to take that then to SLT and explain why kind of the more formal assessment wasn't really the route that I wanted to go with PSHE. Um and as I say, that was really useful. Um, and again, the PSHE Association Conference um, gave me loads and loads of ideas um, that I am still working my way through now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've dipped in and out of kind of most things that you've got, to be honest. Um, the scheme of work builder, everything. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't pay you to say that either, did we, Lucy? No. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you you touched upon um, assessment. I know you've spent a lot of time thinking about an, uh, a way of assessing your students' progress in a way mm -hmm. that really is impactful for them, but also for your staff teaching PSHE and, and for parents to see. Do you mind just elaborating a little bit on that, please? Yeah, so with assessment, what we're kind of trying to do 
is make it assessment, but not necessarily them know that it's an assessment um, because I, I don't believe that that is what PSHE is for. Um, it's for help developing them as a person and developing them in the wider world. So in terms of assessment, it's it's quite informal. Um, I'm doing a lot of baseline assessments at the beginning of a topic and then kind of revisiting that at the end of a topic. Um, that's the main one that we've got at the moment. Kind of um, we've got confidence rating scales. Um, what do you think this means? And then going back and revisiting. Okay, do you still think that this means that, or would you actually say no? I don't. I don't believe that anymore. Um, so that is our main way of doing it at the moment. Um, because yeah, I just I just don't think that kind of any more formal way would work um, in the in the setting that we're in. Yes, and it's uh, you know with everything else that you've done, where you've done that, engage you know focusing on getting them engaged and seeing the relevance and meaning for them for their own lives. Um, for it to be embedded in already what you're doing rather than a, a sort of a bolt-on framework that then they would feel potentially that they are jumping through hoops mm-hmm. for another reason is I can I can really see your point in, in taking that approach. Wow. Um, so you've told us a lot about you know what your, your students and how you've approached things um, and how you've designed things to get that um, engagement with your pupils. On a personal level, what would you say is that you particularly enjoy about your role and, and you know from last year and then picking up the cudgels of this year and, and starting the new term? What really gets you? What gets you out of bed? I love the discussions I have with students because they are just they're just brilliant um you know I cover a wide range of subjects with them within PSHE and the discussions that come from that are great you know they've got a lot of insight into what it is they want to talk about and you know I enjoy kind of modeling the way that a discussion should be held rather than shouting it across the room at somebody um i like you know getting the chance to sit with them one-on-one or you know in small groups and kind of have a chat okay what do you think about this um what do you you know what were they talking about they were talking about brexit the other day and all the implications of brexit and they all all five of them had different views um but getting them to express those views in a way that was respectful and wasn't going to cause any upset for anybody was uh, it's just one of those like light bulb moments where they were all just really chilled and having a chat and it was just lovely yeah and and that's so wonderful to witness as well as that development of their of you know their interpersonal and mm-hmm. interpersonal skills, which is really going to help them, you know, as they progress throughout the school and, and for their future lives, which which lies at the heart of what we want PSHE to, to be. In in terms of you know what your hopes are for your learners' futures, could you kind of put that into words? You know, that, that hopefully the, the difference you feel you are making to them and their lives and their attitude and so on I think really it's just giving them the tools to be able to achieve whatever it is that they want to achieve um I want to make sure that they know how to do things like you know 
do their own banking, take, you know, know how to book a doctor's appointment, um, look after their own mental health, because that's not necessarily a priority for a lot of them at the moment. Um, And yeah, my main, my main goal for them is just that they are able to live the life that they want to live um, and they know how to do it. And, you know, they don't get stuck at the first hurdle. That's amazing. Amazing things you have shared with us today. Um, Thinking about your setting and, you know, you've been on, I'm going to use that journey word, but you've been on quite a journey to kind of get to where you want to with your students and, and what you want to achieve for them. What three key pieces of advice do you think you'll probably give to a new PSHE lead in a setting like yours, the SMEMH setting? So I think my first one was to make use of the programme builder and it just helps me get my head around what was necessary for me to do, but also how to do it in a way that my students could access. Um, So that really, really helped me. Um, My second one is to involve them in the planning process kind of be like what what do you want to learn about what's important to you um because as i say you can then you know when you're in a lesson and they're going well why am i doing this because you asked me to um is actually the reason that you can give because they have said to you this is what i would like to learn today um and i think yeah the biggest one is just be prepared to completely rearrange your lesson if a topic comes up or they want to have that discussion um because while they're having these discussions about different topics, like for example, the Brexit thing, um, you are still modeling the tools that they need to be able to go out into the wider world and have those discussions, you know, whether it be with friends or colleagues or whatever. Um, and not everything needs to be written down. So just because you're not writing it down doesn't mean that the lesson was a waste of time because they you've given them the tools to go away and, you know, do something really good so yeah thank you Lizzie that's been a a wonderful description about the sorts of work you've undertaken in your school and all you've done to enable your your students to you know become really interested and engaged in their PSHE learning and we really appreciate you taking the time today to tell us so much about all the different things you have undertaken. Your school is very lucky to have you at the helm. Thank you so much. Thank you.